So welcome back to Delta Green and Possible Landscapes with Greenbox Gaming. Is me, Joe, the handler. I'm joined by my friends Brad playing Hank Ellis, Dace playing Benji, and Jean. I'm playing Benedict. Uh, we are just coming back from our break, our mid-recording break. And so far, uh, these guys are right in the middle of doing their investigation into the odd going on with uh, Abigail Wright's disappearance and the unnatural. They've uh, encountered a little bit more strangeness. Uh, talking to some of the uh, neighbors seems to really go nowhere, but they found some very strange paintings in the basement of the McAllister building, uh, which lead them to believe that seem to depict things that have only happened very recently in the last day. Um, Bennington has gone home and uh, given a little emotional abuse to his PA uh, for basically doing his job. And <laughs> Benji uh, has, uh, has made it home and was able to... Oh, and also, it's worth saying that Benedict took home a painting with him, a blank canvas paintings. that was marked as my greatest work from this uh, basement studio. Uh, Benji went home and received a call from uh, one of his his buddy Skyler, is uh, one of his uh, friends from college, his fraternity brothers, uh, who wants him to come out partying with him tomorrow night. It's Friday night. Coming up. It's tomorrow. Um, old Hank Ellis, he went uh, while they were in the basement, found a floppy disk and found some pretty disturbing things. He's found a uh, it looks to be Roger Calhoun has been uh, writing a story called Night Floors and a an odd story that seems to reference the federal agents who again were only present in the building as of today. So you guys all went home. Uh, oh and also uh, Hank Ellis also missed a meeting with his son one of his bonds. I exchanged so, the information, I suppose, for that. Yes, and you're supposed to be going somewhere my... in the morning. So, um, that being said, it is 9 o'clock in the morning in New York, 1995. I, it is Friday. I believe it's August 11th, 1995 on a Friday. You guys all get up and tell me what it is that you are going to do. Um, how do we reconvene? How do we even reach each other? We probably would tell each other to meet in that like abandoned apartment first thing tomorrow. I would imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh? You guys oh, have the the burn site or the abandoned apartment that's kind of like serves as your HQ, and canonically, it is the physical location of the evidence board that you guys have, which is literally on the wall that you guys are putting up. Mm-hmm. Neat. Well, uh, so we'll say that I don't know. I will. I don't mind a, a, you guys retroactively saying we agree to meet at this time. That's all I would want to do. Yeah. Um, Benji makes sure to put out some milk for breakfast to the neighborhood cat as he leaves his tenement building. <laughs> what time is it? Nine in the morning. Say that again. Is it nine in the morning? Yeah, we'll say it's about nine. Okay, I think uh, Benedict will try to go past the office 
he will intentionally make everybody else wait and rather go past the office to deal with Jeremy to like pop his head in and make as if he's doing some work but only be there for him. Okay. You uh you go by the office of the New York Post. Um you have a a small but respectable guest like office that they have given you as the editor in chief of you know a they're kind of treating you like a foreign diplomat kind of in the world of journalism so it's like you know the, the office is nice not that nice but it's nice enough um probably nicer than your apartment really in a lot of ways um jeremy is sitting there and at his tiny desk right outside your office door uh, he's, so he's a he's burly a... man, and he he comes up behind him. He goes and slaps him on the on the back like really hard, but you know, as a burly man would, but in a kind of aggressive way. He's like, "Jeremy, up early, aren't we? Early bird catches the word." Am I right? Uh, Mister, you said I had to be here at six, Mister Farthington. I as you should, and I was waiting for you. I just I was waiting outside. I went oh. and got some coffee. I did my laundry. I attended to Magpie, I did some phone calls. Jeremy, what have you done so far this morning? Oh, I have, and he's looking, He's there's papers all over his desk. He's got something pulled up on his computer. Like, he's obviously been very busy, but he's so nervous and intimidated by you that he just can't. He's like, I uh, did, uh... It's okay, it's okay. That's all right. Start small, son. Start small. Benedict is a very chipper person in the morning for no apparent reason. And he slept a full nine hours. <laughs> right. Alright, um... Yeah, so are you going to pop into anyone else or just harass Jeremy a little bit? Just harass... Jeremy, Jeremy, did you did you send that uh, that note we discussed yesterday about the story in the park, beggars, Halloween? Oh, yes! Yes, I did. Uh, I... I, Good. I faxed it over. Excellent. Good. Uh... I think that's the most pressing thing. Otherwise, carry on. We get all those things. Did you get my post? God's sake, did you get my post? I, uh, it hasn't been delivered yet. It's still nine. And I'll go. I'll go right now. I'll go right now. I'll. And he gets right. up before you have time to explode on him. Cool. And scurries off. Cool. Then uh, that's a that's a day in the life of Benedict at work. Down down the hallway, like the like the New York Post editor in chief is standing there with a cup of coffee, like watching the exchange, but just kind of nods at you, like, <laughs> yeah. Philip, and yep. then he walks out, <laughs> and he turns and yells at his PA. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Awful. All right. Um, what about uh? What about so Benji just set puts out some milk for breakfast. And heads out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I guess I could role play going in to teach a class on blues music at Juilliard or something. Probably just get well, back what, on the desk. Again. Well, that class probably would start at nine, and it would be an under probably an undergrad class, so it lasts at least an, it lasts an hour. Uh, yeah. If that's the Friday class you're teaching. Um. And so you're going to teach in your undergrad class for an hour and then try to make it there by... 10.30. By 10.30, okay. Take the L train. All right. Um, what about Hank? Now, Hank, Hank stayed up pretty late and also now has a meeting at 11. Uh, 
Do you want to do the meeting before we all meet up? Well, I would say that my my question to you is, are you going to go in as soon as you can? Yeah. Or are you... I imagine he would uh, wake up, obviously, like, looking around. His alarm clock didn't go off. He's, like, you know, had bad dreams all night about uh, this crazy shit he just read. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he, like, jumbles up and gets his shit on, you, you know. You know what? Because you said that. Oh, what? Because you uh -oh. said that. Make me a Too luck roll. Too much flavor, Brad. Make a what? Make a luck roll. It's just a D100 roll. You want okay, below D100. 50. Below 50 is lucky. Uh-oh. So remember how you said your alarm clock didn't go off? Okay. <laughs> you stayed up pretty late. And you got real cozy. You don't wake up till like 10 minutes till 11. Oh my god. Shit. Uh, Damn it, Hank. Uh, I mean, uh, so Hank is like torn. He's like, I gotta get this information to the boys, but I also gotta meet uh, John. It's like, ah. Uh, he tries to make it as fast as he can over to John's to sign the paper. Okay. You get to a small law practice that's like in like, you know, a, like a building where every, all the officers are leased by law practices. You like burst through the doors and there's like, you know, like a young uh, paralegal sitting there. She's like, and she's sitting at her desk with a phone to her ear and there sitting, you know, with his, his elbows on his knees, leaning forward and just look and glares up at you. Is John? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, son. It was a long night last night. You know we got. He stands up. He's shaking his head. Doesn't say anything. He has a stack of papers in his hands, and they have like the little tabs on them, like the sign here tabs. And he just slaps it on the desk and just stares at you. He doesn't say anything. Damn. Hank's ashamed by by not being to the meeting on time and signs it. Says. uh I'm sorry, John. Is a you're going to be in town for a while. Let me make it up to you. Let's have dinner tonight or something. You you pick the restaurant. Where where do you want to eat? Hank, I'm I'm really not here. It's this isn't the time to reconnect. I mean, per usual, you're completely absent or barely available at all. Not why, sure why. I'm surprised. I guess uh, catching fugitives is more important than everything, right? That's the most important thing in the world. Being a U.S. Marshal, saving the fucking world. John's not usually like this, but his mother did just die. Um, mm -hmm. Your relationship with John is not great, but mm -hmm. like, and he just he takes the papers, he slides them to the paralegal. He's like, he's like here, and he just. He just kind of puts on his jacket. Um, and he looks tired. He looks exhausted. He has bags under his eyes. Like, his hair is, like, barely combed. I mean, he looks rough. He's like, I'll... <sighs> yeah. And he just walks out. He leaves. Damn. Well, I guess that's the consequence of staying up late last night. Yeah. Uh, Hank's obviously uh, sad, you know, and still waking up. And uh, heads to the burn site. So you get there around probably eleven thirty. 
Benji probably is the first one there. I don't I have no idea how long Benedict decides to meander around. Does Benedict like wait till he sees the other two go in to approach? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awkward like that. Um, I tell them everything about last night. Dude, tell us about the description and the story, or about our description. Like the yeah, the night floor um, story. You know how it involved everyone and mentioned us and uh, the whole everything, the whole detail about the le- only single letter on each story and the sentence and where I've heard that sentence before. Oh, I knew that twerp was up to no good. Yeah. I don't know about you fellas, but uh, I think. I originally just did not like Thomas, but now it's looking to be something strange going on with these characters. I don't know what exactly, Um, but uh, there's something strange going on. Um, How in the world would they have written this right before we pulled up? It could be coincidence, but in my line of work, there are no coincidences. Uh, what do you fellas think we should be doing? We can go back there. The, how there must have been some secret rooms in that bottom floor. Something going on. And who is Sandy? We ought to talk to this Roger and really write him over the coals. <laughs> At the very least, we should do that. Benedict cracks his thumbs. Do we have any other leads? I can't think of one for the life of me. We still need to know the Sammy. What exactly this sentence means and uh um ours go goietta some from some text. Um we need to know who the super and the Mr. Custodian is. There's some characters we don't know about and Mark. Um but uh out of everyone in the building, we definitely have uh, Roger pinned on this. He has he's we've called him dead in the act of writing down information that he did not disclose to us. Maybe we can swing by the library on the way back to the McAllister building and investigate this R's donation. I would uh, not uh, oppose that idea. If we want to do that, I also want to hand up. Can I give them some equipment? Yeah, I'm going to say that it's going to be relatively easy for you to get a hold of, like, I mean, it's not tactical equipment. I mean, like, hell, like, even a... I want to give them at least, like, uh, like, uh, uh, what's it called? Handcuffs. And, and I, can I give each of them, like, a pistol? They have pistols. They were a part of, like, basically okay. the kit that you guys got from Agent Marcus. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they have like the basic they have like a, a badge they have credentials that are you know real enough to pass muster in most situations I would say you guys probably have handcuffs if you guys are you know if you want to grab some uh, if you want to grab some US Marshal or Federal Agent you know uh, like windbreakers or something to make yourself a little more official I'm going to say that's not going to be a stretch for um, I also want to give them like 
can we pick up some pepper spray or tasers for a non-lethal situation? Yeah, so. I think that would be typical of the kind okay. of uh, equipment that you would have. Um, actually, right, let's so do set. this. Let's let's actually use the game mechanics for this kind of thing. Then, so if that's what you want to do, then I'm going to need you to. You're going to request it. Uh, if you request those kind of things. Uh, you're going to need to contact your people at the Marshal Service or even Agent Marcus if you want um, to see if you can get that kind of stuff. Probably if just do the anything, Go ahead. If there's anything I've learned in our past playthroughs of Delta Green, specifically in Stick Again, there is no tool handier than an angle grinder in this setting. There's nothing you can't get into if you have an angle grinder and enough time. <laughs> now, Hard to be stealthy We'll Benji, do this, yeah, and can I... Benji wouldn't know I'm, that, but Hank, being a man of means and having some experience, might know that. And I think, I think, like, you know, if I have to roll, Joe, could I get, like, an extra, an easy roll by saying that, like, you know, the Marshal has the... U.S. Marshal has the ability to, like, deputize a citizen, you know? Well, these guys are technically federal agents like I'm, yeah I know um, that would go higher up but I'm just saying uh, if I go to the marshal service and I say need this equipment blah 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 but yeah I okay it's not going to be hard uh, I'm going to say that you're like so let's get a some type of role um, if you want to do like a bureaucracy or charisma test or something like that and give yourself a plus 40 because what you're requesting is very typical very low okay, key. Please get me a, a crowbar too. Thank you very much. Yes, I surely will. All right. Success. Um, okay. 28 under, um, I guess it would be 80, really. Um, so, yeah, uh, not a problem. Like, you are able to, um, if you want to basically make a stop at the, um, at the U.S. Marshal's office. You can make a stop, or you know, take these guys with you if you want, uh, because they're technically our you know badge carrying agents, and no one's really going to ask a bunch of questions. Uh, and it's you're well known enough that you're able to get some basic stuff. You're able to get, you know, a a basic toolkit, you know, which has things like a like a crowbar and stuff like that. Um, you're able to get some angle grinder. No sure. angle grinder. <laughs> crowbar. <laughs> I will. Hey, I do want to. You can snag me one of them AK 47s like from Rainbow. They they say no. <laughs> they say no. You've got your. Uh, you've I got do your... want um them what? to have a tactical radio as well. If that's cool. In case okay, like a radio. To have, have radios. Yeah, you can you can grab some Sorry. radios. That's that's normal kind of stuff. You, you can requisition these kind of things. That's not a big deal. And no one's gonna look hard at this. It's like, you know, and. When you go in, actually, roll me a luck roll real quick. Damn, I just had exit. Okay, hold on. Oh. You want um, below 50? Yeah. All right, 55. 55 over 50. That's Damn. unlucky. It does not go unnoticed that Hank Ellis is apparently working with the FBI on some case. Hmm. We'll deal with that later, though. Okay. We also bring a guys- black light. A black oh, light. Yeah. Sure. A black light. Sure, you can have a black okay. light. Somebody write this stuff down too. I'm, I'm not writing it down for you. Okay, last last call for shit you want to get. 
Um, it needs to be involved in the realm of basic equipment that police officers or federal agents might use. Maybe a Thank fingerprint dusting kit? Fingerprint kit? It's fine. There's probably stuff like that too with the FBI equipment that you have. It's probably not unusual that you might already have that with other stuff. So, um, and a rail gun. And a rail gun. <laughs> Is that uh, and issue type mounted on a paddleship? It's a paddleship mounted nuclear a reactor reliant rail gun. Uh, that should be fine. Okay, cool. All right, we're All ready. Right. All right, so you guys are heading back to the McAllister building. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, swing by the library and then McAllister library. building. He wants to yeah, look up so... something about the Eris uh, Goyeta. Or try to find something about that. All right. Maybe if we can look up, like, a uh, rare bookstore or something. Okay. If you want to roll me, what do you think you would utilize to find... A rare bookstore. What skill? Oh, 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 no, Benedict would know. He's art, art sixty journalism. Of course, he'll know. Benedict has art sixty journalism. He might know. Nice. He'll definitely know. So that's a one hundred percent. Wow, that is a one hundred percent over sixty. That is the worst fumble you can get. Benedict. Is that a that's a crit fail for knowing yeah. where to find this. Benedict has a no idea. Pretty much takes us to a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> this is you where guys, it was last time. You guys get I yeah, swear to God there was a bookstore in there. Sure this was a bookstore. <laughs> Do a check, John. So you you know for the So you can increase it next time. Uh, yeah, make, uh, yeah, make a check on everything you you fail. Thank you, thank you. What do you think? Would I get be two more checks because it was critically shit. Uh, which do you think would be more applicable, anthropology or cult, to find a rare bookstore? What about intelligence? What about just control? Ooh, okay. I think that's more appropriate. Seventy-five. Uh, or sorry, ninety over seventy-five. Ninety over seventy. Failure. Uh, you guys don't seem to have any luck finding any rare bookstores. Uh, now we have to look mean... into that in some capacity because that was a, a crazy roll. I don't, you know, I, yeah. We have so to you... at some point look at something into this. So you guys have some stuff you want to look into. You like you want to check out more stuff about this book. You might be able to go to a library and do some hardcore investigation there. You still need to catalog stuff in Abigail Wright Department. Uh, that is still part of your cover story. It's something, if nothing else, that you need to do. To make the FBI happen. Yeah, I think we should spend time to do that today for sure. After, well, I don't know. What do y'all think? Before or after we confront Roger? Probably before, in case it gets hairy. Roger. Hmm. Okay. Can I bring Jeremy to help with the cataloging? <laughs> 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 Like He's like you're familiar. <laughs> um, you know what? Just set him off in the corner. You know what? Why not? <laughs> oh, you gonna? Jeremy's Why gonna not? get got. He's gonna get got doing this. He's gonna thing. get got. <laughs> Why the fuck not? Um, 
<laughs> All right. Yep. He's he's in. You 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 page Jeremy. He calls you. You tell him to meet him at this address. When you guys show up, you show up in a like a U.S. Marshal, like uh, probably not like a an SUV. Those aren't as popular in the '90s for law enforcement. You show up in like a sedan, like a you know like a a plainly colored like maroon sedan that has oh, government plates. This um, is a terrible idea. He, he would not be able to bring Jeremy on this covered ops, like editor in chief doing his moonlighting shit. Do you? I think it could bring, be fun though. Do you want to break him or not? I need to know right now. Fuck. I think uh, he'll probably die, but that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bring him. We're bringing him. That's fine. All right, you guys pull up, and Jeremy is standing there. Uh, he has like a. He has like a satchel, you know, which Benedict knows is probably full of all the work he has to do. And he's standing there, kind of, you know, kind of bouncing like on his heels, waiting. He sees you guys pull up, and he kind of double takes at Benedict getting out of the car. He says, "Oh, oh Mr. Farthington, I, uh, I, uh, I, I came. I is this good to see you? The right place? Yes, hundred percent. You are right in the right place." We have a special assignment today, Jeremy. I think it'll be a nice break from your work. Uh, hi. He like holds out his hand to the to Hank and uh, Benji, and uh, no, don't and worry Hank, about them. He's like, I, oh, okay. And by the way, no, you guys you, you are now hearing. Them. You guys are now hearing as this young man, like, I don't know. Did did Benedict tell the other two that no. the PA was going to be here? No. So this uh, this. This guy, this like young twenty-something guy's here, and he just called Agent Matador a Mister Farthington. Oh, mm. well, uh, uh. Mister Farthington, I guess we appreciate mm-hmm. the help. You can just call me uh, Molasses. <laughs> okay, Molasses. That's that's fun. That's that's and that's. I, and I'm Major. I'm more than married. Okay. Uh, um, he looks at you, Benedict, with what right. is happening. That, and I put like a flip flapping. Well, I don't. Maybe I got something for him. Uh, can I find like an extra, extra large like FBI coat and just like slap it on him? <laughs> <laughs> he looks at it. He's like, and like, are you guys wearing like FBI, U.S. Marshal like gear? Yeah, Benji is. He's yeah, like looking at you, Benedict, and is like, I... "Jeremy, Jeremy, come here, my son." He takes him aside. Okay. Uh, all right. So this is something that is a bit of a personal hobby of mine. I enjoy uh, impersonating that like wall. To... Oh no! This no. This is. Have you heard of cosplay, son? <laughs> it's the '90s. I don't know if that's a popular term yet, but sure. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh. for those without an imagination, Jeremy, just stay focused on the task at hand. Don't ask too many questions. What we need to do is we have a lot of stuff that we have to catalog. We need to organize this stuff. You know how on your desk you have all your pencils in a straight line, all your little erasers in a straight line, all the papers in a neat little stack? We're pretty much doing the same thing here. We're doing it for a couple of friends. You don't need to know anything else. And in fact, if you say any of this to anybody else, Jeremy, 
There'll be dire consequences, you must know this. <laughs> Am I gonna be five? Jeremy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I've got a lot of other stuff that I... Have. That I'll do it. It's fine. I'm, I'm ready. You can fit it in. I've seen you do more than this, Jeremy. Friend. Smack him on the back. Alright, oh, okay, okay, let's let's do it. <laughs> let's go in and then he He gives Hank and uh he gives Hank and Benji a look that kinda says, Help me but uh <laughs> just uh follows Benedict. It's a nice fellow so right gonna... there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the inclusion that. of the unexpected inclusion of an NPC in any adventure. This is not gonna be a complete shit show. Nah. Isn't he one of your blondes too? Yep. Yeah. Oh god. Oh what god. happens when one of your blondes <laughs> dies? Can't wait to find out. <laughs> I'm sure fine. he'll be fine. Uh, so I guess uh, he'll take Abigail's room, look through that stuff, organize yeah. it best he can, and we'll head over to Roger's apartment again. Does anyone want to? Uh, take the lead on what exactly we found. Well, you, I assume you guys are going to deposit um, poor Jeremy in the apartment. When he does, he's just like, oh, oh, no. Oh, there is so... Oh, God. And he's looking at everything. Uh, I hope those what are, am I, those what are, are groans I'm, of excitement, my friend. Yeah, are are we? Yes, Mr. Varley. I'm sorry. Am I? Am, are you looking for something? What do I need to do? Jeremy, we need you to take each of these items, assign them a label, and put them in a little bag. Simple as that. Okay. Is it dangerous? Jeremy, what are you afraid of? <laughs> Rats. <laughs> If there's a rat, you can shout, and I'll come and deal with it personally. Okay. <laughs> I imagine just this the camera, as you guys are leaving the apartment, the camera's just, like, on the doorway, and Jeremy's just standing there, like, holding a satchel, and looks pleadingly at you as, like, <clears throat> as the door and I, closes And I lock on. him in. I lock him in <laughs> inside the bolt, double bolting. Then <laughs> she's like, is he gonna be okay? He seems weak, almost subhuman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, All right. Um, how so, would uh? What have I done? How would uh? Benji feel like taking the lead? I feel like uh. Um, me and uh, Mister Farthington, uh, might have left a bad uh, impression on this man the other day. Well, I can't say I'll do that, but uh, you can take the lead. Uh, and I just revealed my last name. All right, it's going great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we walk down to uh, Roger's room and give a, a brisk knock on the door. Let him know we mean business. Right on time. He turns around. No shave and a handshake today. <laughs> Hank gives his nod of approval at the knock. <laughs> it's a good knock. Um, in a moment, um, comes to the door is Roger uh, Karun. 
Uh, he is. Let me see if I can. Uh, you can see his picture is there. Uh, let me zoom in on it a little bit. I can figure out what I'm doing in my life. There we go. Um, so there's old Roger, Roger Caroon. I really feel like I'm still not saying his name correctly, but whatever. Um, he comes to the door. He, you know, you see the peephole darken for just a second, and then he opens the door. He goes, "Oh, um, uh, uh, FBI agents, yeah." That's right, Mister Caroon. My name is Agent Meacher, and unfortunately, in this case, I can't say I'm pleased. We got a bone to pick with you. Whoa! <laughs> Why? Uh, I is is everything okay? I. Oh no, sir! It's not okay. We were in the in the basement yesterday, carrying out our investigatory. Uh, the stalls over is where he's trying to think. Uh, and we found a floppy disk. And do you know what was on that disk? No. I'll tell you. Some interesting literature. Uh, okay. There's a short story, and the events in that story were eerily similar to what's going on in reality. But Miss Abigail. Uh, I don't follow. I'm saying. You somehow predicted exactly what was going to happen with Abigail, and you described our likenesses before you'd ever met us. How that happened? What? Agent says, "You beat up that floppy." He pulls out the floppy, and uh, are we still at the doorway? We'll say you guys are, are still in the doorway. And he just he holds up the floppy disk. He and he, he looked, says, he, "Does this sentence mean anything to you, son?" Smooth is the hand that makes the world, and steady is the mind that grasps it. No. No, that's... I mean, that's good. Did you write that? Son, we are done playing games. Uh... want to intimidate him. Alright. Is this just human int, or is there actual intimidate? Well, there is no intimidate skill, like, in other games, but uh, give me, like, a... A persuade or oh, a persuade. charisma roll if that's better for you uh persuade is 20 percent 50 with a check mark that i failed where's straight up charisma is 1365 so maybe charisma right there should be a little number beside charisma it's score 13 times in the times five column at 65 yeah okay Critical. All right, dude, I'm killing the rolls today. Forty-four under sixty-five. By the way, also I forgot real quick. Sorry to pause this. Um, go to the bottom of your sheets, and at the bottom of your sheets, uh, click under all your skills. Uh, click the update button. That will give you your increases in your skills that you failed. Nice. Under skills, I see a skill percentage. So down at the bottom of the box that has all your skills in it, there's oh. a line, and then it says update on the far right. Okay, cool. Just click that. It uh, should untick all your boxes and give you, yeah. and roll the dice automatically for you. Uh, give you some Persuade was the only one I failed last time, but cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this guy is, I mean, he is like shaking. He's like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. 
I, I don't know what you're talking about. I like he's like he's visibly shaken. Um, and like looking at him now, it looks like he's wearing the exact same clothes he's wearing yesterday. Like, and it's like that smell of like bo, like he hasn't been out. Uh, and there's like there's even like a slight smell of like uh, like alcohol on his breath. So, um, damn a critical. So he might literally know nothing. Do I think he's like? Off his rocker, like having oh. fugue states when he's writing or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, you need to do like a psychotherapy role for that. That is like pretty specifically. In someone that have psychotherapy role. Um, well, I have a ten. Does anyone have better than? A t- Surely someone else has better than. No, I'm also got a ten. What the fuck? Uh, we can't just leave it like that. I mean, he might not know anything, but we got to search this place. I said, son. Budget. This is enough to in, uh, take you downtown. I suggest you let us look around a bit. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know what that is. Like, I, I, I've never seen that. Like, I have seen ones like it. He's talking about the floppy disk. He's like, I, mm-hmm. I've seen like a floppy disk, but I've. That's not. That's not. I, I didn't. I don't know. I don't have any floppy disk in the basement. I don't. I, I don't. I, Roger, it's okay. Roger, that's fine, son. Don't don't stress. I have simple questions for you. You should be able to answer simple questions, right, Roger? Uh, uh yeah. Roger, who is Mark? I, I don't I don't know. You know, I I went to high school with a Mark. Like, I assume at this point, you guys, you was like come inside, and he's like sitting there, like. <laughs> like holding his bathrobe closed, like looking very like cowed, like beneath your glaring stares. So you don't know who Mark is, then, Roger? I I don't know him. I don't know a Mark. Mark, who is uh, Mister Castain? I I don't know a Castain. What is that? Is that Italian? Like what? I don't know. Custodian. What about what about Sammy? You know a Sammy? Um, there's a Sam. I know Sam, he's uh, not here. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Son, Sammy. You know something now. I, I you don't... have a book. You have a book called Nightsea, and in this yeah. floppy disk, in your personal possessions that we went through in the basement, you it has a... <laughs> That's where we found this, son. Well, uh, I mean, you intimidated him, so he's not going to give you shit. Yeah. That, so. um, we ha- you have... Are you not working on a story called Night Floors? No, no night night seas. I'm I'm looking. I'm working on night seas. Well, it's I haven't decided what to call it. If it's Reloaded or Revolutions, Night Sea. I two seem not night floors. Roger, it's very clear that you are an imbecile. And that's fine. Don't be ashamed, my son. Roger, do you know the contact details for the apartment manager? Yes. Or do you know where your apartment manager will be right now? It's very important to our investigation, and the more you help us, the quicker we'll be out of your hair so you can go back to whatever this is. (laughs) I mean, I know, um... I mean... 
um, you know, Art Life runs the the building. If you their their number, the office. Art Art Life. They the ones that you go and show them your art. No, no, Art Life. They uh, they're a, a they're like a co-op, like a housing co-op. They uh, they offer um, you know, housing uh to um artists in the oh, city. You know, it's like here. a it's like to try to you know they help artists afford places to live. You How know, did you like, apply? I I by by mail because it's 1995. I went uh, to the office and got an application. And, I see. Uh, I see. And uh, that's for writing, right? Writing often. Yes, I am an author. Mm. I'm not like mm. I'm a pretty well known. Let's get those details. Thank you, son. All right. He gives you the. Um, he gives you the um, the info for the Art Life office. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know where their office is located and whatnot. We're just barking up the complete wrong tree here. Oh, to the totem. Like, I don't even know if the manager or Art Life is even aware of what's happening. Something. Hmm. So we, we need his contacts. Or we got the contacts for this, or at least the address yeah. for this nightlight, dude. They're the. There might be something fucked up going with that, like they're luring people into this like this spot and then doing something screwy with them. Um, yeah. I think we need. I think we need to ransack this whole place, though. <laughs> okay, if we do that, what are the possible consequences? Um. I mean, we get you see what evidence we have against them. Not really evidence when you think about it. It, it but it is kind of. <laughs> it's enough evidence for the <laughs> Marsh, U.S. Marshals. Look, I'm trying to destroy him emotionally and psychologically. We can't also destroy him physically. Like that's that's overkill. Well, not him, but just Seems his apartment. But are you guys gonna search his apartment or? I think we should. So okay. So Benedict would know what you're trying to do, and maybe he would take Roger aside. Say, Roger, let's have a drink, you and I. And he's going to try and distract him out in the corner by drinking at ten in the morning with him. Yeah. So he may not notice. I got no other leads. I guess I'll search the apartment too. All right. Um. You guys, uh, you guys start flipping the place over. Give me a search roll, all of you. And she got a 25 under 50. Wait, no, 32 under 43, she says. Benedict got 50, or got 25 under 50. Benedict right, um, was distracting. Right, Roger. Yeah, Benedict, you didn't have, weren't able to do anything with him because next said you were kind of distracting him um so as you guys are looking through you find a um it looks like looks like roger Karoon does a lot of his work on a um electric typewriter but as you go into the back room you find a computer um we'll say we'll say benji finds it benji you walk back there you find a um no let's say hank hank you go back there you find this computer um it's, you know, a click of the button and it boots up and whatnot. And on it are many files, um, 
all label things relating to night seas. Um, and they appear to be chapters of, you see, you know, like, it looks like a book that's completely finished. Maybe that's the book he was already talking about. And you see, you know, that he's been trying different things. You see notes written. You see places where he's printed them out and X'd on them. One of the things you find in a drawer as you're looking through, you find in the back of the drawer just underneath, not like hidden, just underneath some junk, you find a box of floppy disk. And they match this floppy disk. They are the same brand, same color floppy disk. Uh, and there maybe even are some floppy disks there that have things written on them, like, you know, uh, chapter, you know, chapter one through ten for editor like written on it or something like that and the handwriting looks to be the same uh benedict uh, i uh, uh bring roger in here um, uh and i say listen here you little tick turd explain this um he he looks at he's like i i just explained what what is this box of floppy disks doing down here and why do they match this one in my hand? I, d- I don't know. I've never... And he's looking at it. He's like, I, d- I didn't. I didn't. That's not mine. That's not mine. I don't. And he he seems to be having a bit of a breakdown. <laughs> uh, like, I, I mean, I, we've I already don't... intimidated him. What can uh, someone want to try to calm him down? Here's if what you I'm guys, thinking. If you guys want to, if someone wants to give me, you can all give me a human, human int. If you want to like kind of see, we get an idea of like what this guy's deal is. Like, is he just lying super well? Like, what's what's his deal? He's got a ninety-two. Fuck, ninety-two. Yeah, ninety-two, ninety-two, and ninety-six <sighs> all fails. As far as you can tell, he is being. He is just not. He he, he doesn't know what's happening. He seems confused, um, and like he might be starting to crack. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so this does not look good for you. Uh, frankly, your ass is grass, and I'm about to mow it. Uh, and I'm gonna get on a phone <laughs> call with uh, I'm gonna see if we can le- legit take this guy in. He's lying to us. Like this is this is like there's like I can't. I want to call uh, what what would I want to do? What do you guys want to do? Like call our handler, Marcus, the detective. The no, detective. that's called a detective. I think we should call him up and like try to legit arrest this dude. On what grounds? That we found this uh, floppy disk in the basement. We read it. Basically, uh, we don't want to go into all the occult details because that is a Delta Green thing. We don't. We obviously know that we don't want to tell him about the hand that blah blah blah. I but... I will let you know this. You as Hank would know this. You guys had a good reason to go into Abigail's apartment. You had mm-hmm. even a good reason to maybe go into the basement and look into Abigail's things. Searching boxes that are marked with other people's names that live in this place would be a search without a warrant. Would constitute, you know, the violation of, uh, of and there goes power in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, it would constitute, you know, an unlawful search. And that even if this was evidence that Detective Guardanda would be interested in, it would be inadmissible in court. So. We can take the floppy disks and see what's on them 
Maybe oh, there's some sure. more occult stuff. Oh, for sure, but we need to figure out what's going on with this dude. I mean, I, here's what I'm thinking right now. He's he's involved. He might not know he's involved. Jean, you still with us, or are you just moving around? I think he's... Yeah, I'm still here, just moving around. Cool. <laughs> In the dark. Um, I'm going to say, here's what I want. I'm going to tell... I kind of want to just... Okay. Do y'all want to let someone else know about this outside of uh, our the three of us? And if we do, we know it's not, like, legal... But I guess what we'd be getting after is some more insight, which I don't know what we could get from the detective. Um, I, maybe we should, at the very least, uh, call Marcus. Yeah, and keep keep in mind your objectives. Yeah, discover the new supernatural, neutralize the supernatural, and play there's definitely, the FBI. Yeah, there's some. There's definitely some supernatural elements, and I don't know if we could explain this whole situation to the detective without uh, cueing them in on more supernatural activity. Right. Yeah. Benji. Benji also got a successful role. We'll say that, Benji, while you're in there, or while, you know, like, Hank's in there, and he's talking, and he's, like, grilling, that you you pop in there, and Hank is grilling um, Roger about these floppy disks. Mm-hmm. And you meander back in, like, as that's going on, you kind of walk back into the kitchen, you start opening the drawers, you open the cu- cupboards, um, you open the refrigerator. Um, you are not incredibly surprised, after everything you've seen in the apartment thus far, to see a uh, <laughs> several bottles of alcohol. Uh, looks yeah. like Roger, you know, has, is a bit of a drinker. Um, but two things stand out to you. One, right in front is a, um, like a one pound container of hamburger meat. You know, it's like the styrofoam with the plastic wrap over it, right? Like a traditional kind of thing. And there's a label on it. And the label, and it doesn't really catch your eye for a particular reason, you just happen to see it. The label says, expires June 7th. Okay. Second thing you see is in and amongst the alcohol bottles, and there's a few, like, not like in the back or anything, just just in and amongst them, you see a bottle that looks a little bit different. You reach for it, and it's, uh, it's a bottle of wine that has had the cork put back in it. Uh, and it it seems a little out of place like I said it wasn't hidden it's got about a quarter left in it and it has some writing on it I'm, like I don't think Benji speaks French or anything but it's like you could probably make out that it's French writing okay this bottle it looks to be a, uh, a kind of a, a fancy bottle of wine I don't know how I, I don't think fancy. I don't think Benji really runs in a lot of like, like high class circles. Like you don't know if you've ever seen like such a, a fancy looking bottle of wine. Is that is that all that sticks out about it? It just seems out of place in and amongst beer, and vodka, and things like that. It's it looks it looks odd. It looks very expensive. It looks quite old. 
And what is today's date? Today's date is August 11th. Sorry, what was out of date so much? I was, I'm, that's, that's all I was uh, Of container of hamburger meat, a pound of hamburger meat. But the oh. thing is, so you the would disappearance expect... was around the, the, the 4th of June. Yes. It's close to the date of the disappearance. But the meat, you know how hamburger meat looks when it goes bad, turns gray? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pink. It's still pink. I don't know what to gather about that hamburger meat, but the wine bottle sticks out to me like he had a he has a has had a visitor. Uh, Benji will uncork the wine and take a sniff of it. Does it smell like wine? It smells like wine. Take a sip of it. Tastes like wine. Tastes really, really good. My my Uh, he'll. I guess I'll ask him, um, Roger. He's like, now, where would a pacer shit like you get a bottle of wine like this? He he looks at it. And he's like, I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I must have picked it up somewhere. Dude, right, we're gonna have to. Uh, I'm trying to help you out, Roger. Now this is your last chance. Or else, uh, I'm gonna have to talk to my colleagues, and we'll have to take matters into our own hands. You understand this, right? I mean, yes, I, I'm trying to cooperate. I just, I don't know what you're talking about. I think, I, I say, okay, son, sit here on the bed, calm down. Um, I'm gonna gather everyone. I'm, listen, fellas. Uh, I don't know exactly what protocol is, but uh, this man has had some interaction with whatever's going on here, whatever reason we got called in here. Uh, I don't think we should contact Marcus, and very possibly, we might need to black bag this fool. Benji takes that in, and he's like, I hate that, but I think we might have to get our hands a little dirty. And he has, at that moment, he has a flashback, and he actually sees his hands covered in blood. He looks distant for a second, and he snaps back. Uh, <laughs> he's in the pitch black of Clarksdale, Mississippi. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. In, in, the, in the pitch black, like on a on a white gravel crossroads, like how the, how the how the back roads are graveled with white rock. Yeah, and like you can feel the oppressive humidity. It's like you're fucking swimming when you're when it's that way in Mississippi in the summer. He's just like soaked from head to toe with sweat and yeah, bloody red hands. Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, I mean, I'm not gonna say this all, but honestly, at this point, this guy might do more harm than good. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> what does what does Benji think about think about this weird expiration date on this meat? Yeah, well, he's gonna ask Roger about it. Roger, get your ass over here. Um. He Still holding his <laughs> his path. What do you tell me about this meat? And he gives it a slap. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I just got that. Explain this expiration date. It expired nine months ago. That's well, June, July, August. So not not that long. <laughs> Benji's not great at time. Give him a break. Uh, he uh, he looks. He's like, I. I, I don't. I just got that. 
I don't know. I don't know what you. I I don't know. And Benji, and if you point this out to the others, anybody else who looks in the fridge sees that the milk has a, an expiration date. Uh, in the early, like in early June, uh, everything in there, eggs, everything. Make me, everyone, make me a sanity check. Jesus. I'm assuming the milk like doesn't smell bad or something as well. Oh, we got it. the crazy oh, milk. Smell bad. Jesus. <laughs> Fell. Sanity check for expired groceries. Critical, Critical success. Wow. That's a critical right. success song. Yeah, it's an 86 <laughs> over... Uh, it feels soothed by this entire situation. It's... Benji got a 42 under 50, so success. Yeah, Hank fell. Probably Hank. from the lack of sleep. It's just enough to... Well, you know, that's part of it. Hank, you, you're looking at this, and it just doesn't make any sense. And it's just... It, it's just... It's weird. And it is un... It seems weird. Take one damage... Like, you can't wrap your head around it. Around what is going on here. From the 65, I'm minus one? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay. As this is like yeah. this encroaching strangeness. About that time, you all hear this sound. It sounds like this this huge blast of just, of just cacophonous sound. Just boom! It blasts. It's not loud enough. It sounds like it's coming from outside. It sounds like it's coming from somewhere else in the apartment building. It's it's huge, and even though it's through Roger's door in his apartment, you still it's like still uncomfortable, and it almost shakes the walls a little bit as you feel it reverberate through you, uh, and you hear Jeremy screaming. Oh, what no. in the what in the good shit? Uh. We run. Benedict runs. Uh, I think Hank's going to stay there with Jeremy. Rogers. Y'all go find what's going on. <laughs> Jeremy, no! <laughs> Jeremy, no! Yeah, Benji's going to follow too, but I'm actually going to take that wine and the meat. And take it with you? Okay. You run, and you and you hear the this, like, and as you open the door, the t- this tone, the sound is still going, just... And you run through the door. What did you do, you fool? And as you throw open Abigail's door, it the sound suddenly fades. It's It sounds like someone laying on the horn of a car. Like it's transitioned into a different sound. It's no longer loud. It's no longer shaking you. Um what do you what do you think Jeremy's Sanity is. Uh, what's, what's Jeremy Sant? What's Jeremy's? What's his? What's his power stat? You think a ten? Think he's a regular human with a power stat of ten, or you think it's lower than that? Dan Sand. He has to deal with Benedict, so it's probably quite high. Or right. one. Santoni. Let's, let's do a quick roll. Let's do a quick roll for all. Uh... All right, that's a fail. Um, <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> is is laying there in a fetal position. Or no, he's not in a fetal position. He is at the door, or he's at the window. He's at the window with both hands on the window and is just muttering. (laughs) And you see in his hand is a piece of paper, but his face is plastered to the window and he's staring out. (laughs) What, What happened? 
can is he can we even talk to him? Uh, he points. Um, he he's pointing out, and uh, you're you're there with him, Benedict. Yeah. You you look outside and you see that there's a cab, and the cab is like honking, and like and you see the cab the guy the cabbie is like flipping off, and his has his windows rolled down. He's like shaking his fist and flipping off this. Uh, this it looks like someone like walked out in front of him and he was honking his horn at him. It's this you see the back of it looks like a like a like a um a shaggy homeless man wearing like the uh like the old school American military fatigues the like the bl- the brown and green ones like you know like a lot of homeless people wear like stuff like that he's walking and you see his hair is all long and he's walking away down the street and looks like he's about to go in an alley and around his neck is what looks like like a boa constrictor like like Jesus. like hanging off of him like he's carrying a pet snake a gigantic snake as he's walking across the street and Jeremy is just like he's just he's just got his fingers stuck to the glass and in his other hand he's got a piece of paper and he's just he's, 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 Benji snatches the paper out of his hand. Look that. Alright. You do. You see this. This is it's the probably, symbol we're looking for. Bring it up on the... Whoops. Can you make it slightly bigger? Just ever... Yeah. Looks like a... coat of you arms. You can zoom in. Steel. Yeah, I'm I'm zoomed in as far as I can, I think. Um Okay, cool. It's an N P V R S O. Around Or P U R S O N person. Yes, person. Oh. Um Remember that uh critically success that critical success on that occult roll? Not five minutes has gone by without me thinking of it. Yes, I remember it. <laughs> Um, as you are looking at this, you, you know what this is, um, Benji, you know that this is a, um, uh, hold on, trying to wrangle the freaking, uh, trying to wrangle the stream while I'm doing everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know this to be a, a symbol that is typically associated with demonology. Um, when you were doing research for your uh, for your encounter in Clarksdale, and then after that, when you were doing research for your dissertation, you've come across these things. There's it's it's this old ritual um, that is supposed to uh, be about uh, summoning demons and. This is something that you have probably messed around with a little bit yourself in the unnatural encounter that that you've had. Mm-hmm. Um, you recognize, like you, you don't recognize this symbol specifically. You don't recognize this symbol specifically. You recognize the the layout of it and that kind of things. Um, I would even go so far as to say that you actually know where to find information on this. Um, and luckily for us, we are 
we're in the 90s and where the technology is not quite as developed, but the internet is growing. And if you would please check out in the Roll20 chat, there is a site. What? I would like you to go to Benji knows of this site. Uh, Demon Web 101. Demon Web 101. Oh my god. Very convenient. This is cool. Um, There's. I'm assuming she has like... Uh, so imagine imagine much, much of this comes from... Um, comes from Benji's memory. Like Benji can tell you that this is a uh, like this is a ritual or this is a part this is a seal for a demon. Um like these and the history of this these rituals and where they're published, um that Benji it comes to your mind too, the Arj Goeta, that this is also one of those like this is a ritual that would appear in something like that. Uh -huh. Um, and the invocation, like maybe Benji did this invocation or something very similar to it. Um, it involves sealing yourself inside this uh, what's called a Solomonic triangle, which is this triangle with the names uh, Anaphexaton, Anaphanaton, and Primanumaton uh, all around the outside, sealing yourself within this symbol forming a, a ritual that is described in many occult texts and is actually described on this website and Benji is fairly familiar with it. And if you scroll down, you'll see that there is a list of part of the rituals. You have to get inside the circle, you have to say a bunch of things, and then you have to pr pronounce the name of 72 demons. And then at the end, you inscribe the symbol of one of these demons in order to supposedly summon them. I'm just busy looking at all of the different demon symbols. This is fucking crazy. Is this right. something that was made just for Delta Green? or I believe so. That's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right? Isn't it awesome? Like, these guys are out of control. Man, these guys are nuts. Um, anyway. But, I do so, see... Benji knows that, and... Let's keep in mind, Jeremy is still losing his shit. He'll be oh, yeah. fine. <laughs> I, will also, like, I will say that coming out of one of uh, Jeremy's ears is a small trickle of blood. Jesus. Oh, he's not going to be fine. Oh, That's person. There it is. So what does it say about person? Where did you find this one? Uh, on the list of 72 oh, yeah. demons. Just look at the keys. Yep, yep. And that's the same. Yep. Person is a person great... is a great. You go ahead, bro. You go. You you're you're sure characters. Good. Person is a great king of hell, being served and obeyed by twenty-two legions of demons. He knoweth of hidden things, of lost treasures, and of all things past, present, and future. Occupying either a human or aerial body, he answereth truly of all secret and divine things of earth and the creation of the world. Person is depicted as a man with the face of a lion carrying a ferocious viper and riding uh -oh. a bear. Before him, there can be heard trumpets sounding. Jesus. Oh, no. Jesus. Um, oh, no. Is that oldest person a demon? That's what it's pointing to. If that bombshell, <laughs> that, uh. I think this is actually 
a really great place. Uh, we're well past our three hour Jeez. mark. Nice. I think that is a good place to wrap things up for this session. That's fucking cool. That is cool. Oh man, it's it's got some hereditary vibes now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, oh god. So yeah, I. Poor Jeremy. The poor Jeremy, man. Like. He's such a good hard worker. Damon so, is we... on the list. Huh? Damon? Damon, the demon from Hereditary. Damon's on there. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yep, and it's the same like wealthy symbol, dude. Jesus. There's actual that like. Well, now this is like a legit fucking like demon from like whatever shit. Uh, you understand? This demon's real. <laughs> <laughs> These are real ones. <laughs> I mean, like he has his Wikipedia page and everything. Right. Um. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Jeez. Um. Yeah, so you guys have, uh, things are getting a little bit weirder and a little bit weirder. Man, I got I a mean, call at the fang same call phone call. My character was, uh, having a phone call. Yeah. I saw a dragon in the background of John's, uh, video, wherever <laughs> he was originally. Yeah. There's some creepy shit going on. So we have to enact this ritual, right? <laughs> I'm like, so online. Online. But yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna uh, read this whole website later. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and call the stream there. But uh, yeah. anyone who ever listened to this, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, and uh, thank you guys for playing with with me today and uh, listening to me while I spout my madness. Tune in next time for us to awesome en uh, enact an actual ritual tune in oh, next time to hear uh the players uh get like just elbow deep into some sick demonic ritual that they barely understand i think there's a demon outside that could possibly be crueler than benedict <laughs> right <laughs> it's impossible uh and if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, everything that just happened is why you don't bring friends, family, and bonds onto your Delta Green missions. Well, that's all for this one, folks. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on our little adventure, and we'd love to hear from you over on our socials, and they're all linked in the description of the episode. Uh, come say hi. Let us know where you're from, uh, where you're listening from, and place bets on what will happen to poor, poor Jeremy. Uh, consider supporting us on Patreon, also linked below, and we will continue to make this project better and better. But that's all we have for you now, uh, so we will see you next time, and remember, stay safe and stay sane. Bye.